0: Not only has it helped me with anxiety, but I am stronger than I have ever been. I'm able to carry out lifts my body used to prevent me from doing. Kind Farm products have single handedly changed my life athletically and personally. They utilize 100% local licensed farmers, organic cultivation, and CO2 extraction for superior CBD. Kind Farms is turning CBD to a kind alternative to pharmaceuticals. Let's transform tobacco row into hemp row. If you want to get involved, please reach out. Together, we can make a difference. You can use my code RYAN10 for 10% off. You can find them on Instagram at Kind Farms Inc., all one word. That's K I N D p-h-a-r-m-s-i-n-c and their website is kindfarmsinc.com once again my code for 10% off is ryan10 and now let's get started with today's show welcome to an actor despairs i'm your host ryan perez on An Actor spares, we have one of my favorite New York actors, Joe Tuttle. You've seen Joe on things like Mindhunter, Boardwalk Empire, Blue Bloods, The Blacklist. He's killing it. I loved his work in Mine Hunter. It was so moving, and I love what he did with that character. And he gives a really honest experience into his journey and the time that it can take to get rep, to get known by casting, and to get a big job. I'm so grateful, Joe. You're a legend. Here it is. Joe Tunnel, welcome to An Actor Dispares. How are you doing, brother? I'm good, Ryan. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, man. I'm a huge fan. You know, honor- I actually discovered you first in Boardwalk Empire because, you know, that was such like a co-star, guest star <laughs> thing for New York actors for so yeah. long. And then when you got Mindhunter, I was like so excited. And then how they made you series regular and the character yeah. was so cool. Because all those characters are so different And man, you know You're, you're, you're doing the New York grind That um, I'm trying to do You know, so I got I'm so excited to have you on And I just have so many questions for you But if Great. it's cool Let's start at the beginning Where, Where'd you grow up, brother?
1: Uh, kind of all over the place um, Born in Boston Then within like two months my parents moved us to Seattle, Washington. I uh, spent eight years there before we moved back to Massachusetts, a suburb of Boston called Worcester. Lived there for a couple of years. Then we ended up in Ann Arbor, Michigan, uh, which is pretty much where I tell people I'm from because that's where I went to middle school and high school. And then Chicago for school,
0: drama school before I uh, moved to New York. What, what school did you go to in uh, Chicago? Northwestern University. Oh, so you studied acting there? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Did you do the Chicago scene at all? Um,
1: not really. My whole plan was to go to Northwestern and be a Chicago actor. Like, I always loved the good man. Yeah. The, Gary Sneeze, John Malkovich. Like, I was like, these are my guys. This is what I want to do. Thought I was going to be a Chicago actor. um, But, you know, instead, through a very sort of circuitous route, I ended up um, graduating with like a showcase because Northwestern doesn't take everybody in New York to to showcase. So, oh, they they only take a select few. They only take a few. So I happened to be lucky to get uh, the showcase and I was like, okay, I try New York and came out to New York and that's sort of how it. And
0: yeah, you got rep.
1: I didn't get rep. I thought I was going to get rep at wow. these meetings and you kind of thought like, oh, this is the way it's going to go. And everyone's like, oh, this is great. You get like this after this, after you do this, it was called the, back then it was called the new leagues. I think it's different now, but it was yeah. the new showcase and you this huge audience of agents and managers. And you afterwards you get like a, like a pamphlet or like a, like a manila envelope full of
0: dude. Chris Bauer was just on my show. And so was Glenn Fleschler. And they told this yeah. exact same story and no, they yeah. didn't get rep either. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and and, and yeah. I mean, a, a lot of people don't, I mean, that's, that's yeah. the game, right? Like yeah. you, most people don't, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I had all these meetings set up and I had this like big, thick, you know, set of papers. And i set, they set up all these meetings. I stayed for like a couple of weeks after the showcase, in New York kind of see what would happen. And I had a bunch of meetings and people were like, Oh, that's great. Like as soon as you move to New York, cause I was still in Chicago, as soon as you move to New York, call me and we'll get stuff set up. I was like, great. So I went yeah. back to Chicago, finished out the rest of the semester. Cause uh, Northwestern kind of ends late. We ended in like June.
0: Were you so happy still with New your York. training there? Yeah. You were.
1: Yeah, Um, and then I came to New York in, like, beginning of July, and I made all these phone calls to these agents who said, oh, come to New York, and they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, Joe Tuttle who? I was like.
0: Oh, God, I've been there.
1: Okay. This is well, how that works. <laughs> I've got an apartment. All right, well, I'm here. Let's do it. And that was, like, 17 years ago, man. Wow. So a long time ago.
0: What were you doing? Kind of what I did, and a lot of actors did the one-on-one actors connection, or were you doing? Yeah, other I've things?
1: done all that. I've done all that sort of stuff. I mean, um, to, to sort of various degrees of success. Yeah, I think right when I moved here, I'm not totally sure, but I think right when I moved here, like. Actors Connection was the only sort of game in town. So you would go there and like pay and meet people, do a monologue, do some scenes or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I did that a little bit and I was like, this doesn't.
0: It's know. very, it makes you feel awful. It, it can. I think. Yeah. I got
1: really into sort of the marketing aspects of things and like, you know, Treating it like a business. And so that became one of my arsenal of things that I was doing. But I wasn't doing it a lot. And I didn't, I mean, I think you have to be scientific about who you decide to sort of meet and yeah. sort of target, I think. Um,
0: totally. It's kind of like uh, dating in some ways. It's got to be, you know, perfect on both ends. And as actors, people can be so desperate. They're just like anyone, you know?
1: Well, that's—I mean—that's the—that's the problem, right? We're so people are just yeah. so desperate to work; they're desperate for everything. and that's uh, it's not a great position yeah. to be in, you know. So no, it isn't I'm a bunch of those. Yeah. one I want do oh, You know, there's a bunch of them They're and they're good. I have no—they serve their purpose, which is to get you totally. in the room to meet people. Like I have no problem with it. It's just, you know, when you're first starting out, you don't have a lot of money. Yeah. You're trying to meet these people and you want to be sort of intelligent about what kind of material you're presenting, who you're meeting.
0: Um, so that's beautiful, man. And what were you doing to kind of stay grinding on like uh, the audition front while you didn't have rep? Were you doing actors access? Were you, you know, playbill auditions? Like,
1: yeah, back in the day, man, it was backstage and like backstage. And I, I I remember a bunch of my friends were still getting, like, the paper edition of Backstage and, like, combing through it and highlighting and circling things. Like, wow. oh, I, this is. An I was like, I have a computer. I have an internet connection. Let me just, like, get the backstage.com or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I would go through Backstage and, and um, mail out my picture and resume and, like, try to get a regional job. And this is before I was in – actors equity so i couldn't go to like an open equity yeah cuz you sit there for say, 12
0: hours and well, yeah, yeah
1: i mean if you're not equity i, I can't remember what the rules are cuz it's been a while but um i i think uh i think um um i would just like send out pictures and resumes and stuff like that
0: nice man and, yeah. and did you get any bites or
1: yeah, I got, you know, I did some regional theater gigs that way. Um, I got, you know, little short films here and there and stuff like yeah. that. And you just sort of your body of work that way. And, you know, at, at first you're just like, I'll do anything, man. I was yeah. really lucky. Within the first couple months of moving to New York City, uh, I booked a play Like right away Like uh, Nice Just by mailing things out On stage I got It was a showcase production Of Curse the Starving Class And I was like Are you kidding wow. So like, I was like Okay so this is what it'll be like Okay maybe not a lot of money But I'm doing like Sam Shepard Off off Broadway Playing a part yeah. I've, Like been dreaming to play Within a couple months yeah. of, of being in New York So I was like This, this is great um, that's you know, amazing. at that time it was like I don't even know. I just wanna do the work, you know.
0: And, and how did that go? Did that like I imagine some people came, you know?
1: Yeah, you know, you you it's news, you know, you mail all these agents and casting directors, people who just seen me a couple months ago in the showcase or the new leagues or whatever they call it back then, and yeah. um I try to get people to show up. I think some people came. I mean I didn't get rep out of it it was really a long time before i got representation on the legit side i got a commercial agent right away yeah but to get like the legit agent or a legit manager took a while
0: yeah it took me five years you know and i'm only now just starting you know it's totally <laughs> mess. I wouldn't wish acting on anyone, you know, but when you, when you love them, man, it's, it's just that thing. And then talk to me about like when you started doing the co-star guest star circuit, was that when you finally got a legit rep?
1: Um, was it? No. The very first thing I got was like, I got a couple co-stars unlike the soap operas. There were like four or five soaps that shot in New York back then. It was like all oh, my children, one life to live, guiding lights. Right. Right. Um, something else. There were three, four, five. And uh, they need lots of co-stars and day players. You come on, you do your five lines and you have a nice lunch and you go home. Yeah. Uh, and I was hailing those casting people a bunch and they came to see me in a showcase production of something and then they just called me in directly and so my first sort of tv appearance that was not a commercial was um uh was guiding light um yeah i was i was in guiding light for like a split second i played a young dad or something in a birthing class as i recall (laughs) and then then all my children uh not all my children What was the other one? Um, I can't remember. Another soap called me, and I ended up being like a sonogram ultrasound tech for a a while for a couple, I don't know if it's fair to call it recurring, but like I did three or four episodes there. Um, And then with those credits, I was like, well, maybe I should try to get some more TV stuff. So that's when I started doing more of the Actors Connection one-on-one type of things because Showing I Showing the
0: credits on your resume. Yeah, yeah. So the, yeah.
1: I kind of felt like those TV casting directors weren't going to be like, um, weren't going to give me an audition until they could see that I'd been on TV and kind of like knew what to do. Yeah. They might see you do totally. a great monologue in the room or great work in the room, but like it's another thing when they bring you into the, bring you into a, a real audition, so to speak, for a yeah. real part uh and they're showing your tape to their superiors their you know producer or showrunner like can you really do it yeah. uh so I kind of felt like once I'd shown them that I could maybe on a smaller scale on a daytime soap opera maybe I'd get more traction and that's what happened I think people, it took a while but I got um what or,
0: was it boardwalk
1: uh the boardwalk was after I had rap. Okay. Um, I can't remember. It was like maybe damages or something. I did like a mm. basic, had one line of damage. To me. Yeah, yeah. It was opposite Rose Byrne. I had like one line, like a talk therapy session. I think ultimately yeah. I ended up cutting the line. I mean, I basically didn't say anything.
0: Did uh, you have man, any dude. other things for survival during oh, this yeah.
1: time? Of course, man. What? I've done a million different crazy things. What? When I I mean, I obviously I've waited tables and done that whole thing. Yeah. Well, um, when I first came to New York, I helped build. Uh, you know what? You know what Pilates is, right? Yeah, totally. We yeah. Like these, these. I think it's called a Pilates reformer. It's like a big piece of wooden equipment. I was helping this dude build something called Gyrotonics which is similar to Plottie's gyrotonics equipment in an old railroad barge off the Chelsea piers. So that was like my first trying to, you know, make money like doing some carpentry stuff for this guy. Yeah, totally. And then I was like, this isn't really for me being on a railroad barge in like February. kind of sucks. Yeah, totally. The like, uh, Hudson river. So I ended up doing all these different things. I was like, uh, F.A.O. Schwarz, you know, F.A.O. F. A. Schwarz yeah. is a toy store. I was uh, – I think it's out of business now, but there used to be a job where you just, like, dress as a toy soldier and stand out front.
0: Yeah, like, I know. I worked at the Apple store back in the day.
1: I used to be a toy soldier at F.A.O. Schwarz for a while.
0: Was that a good uh, job or was that uh, – I mean, You know what,
1: you kind of feel like a schmuck, but, like, yeah. it's easy. And it, it, they were very nice, and they were – it was all actors who worked there. They were, like – toy demonstrators and um, uh, singers who would like, I don't know, there was like the uh, little nursemaid thing where you could be a, like an actor who's a nurse and you're like showing the little kids how to nurse the baby. And so there's all kind. Of, they employed a lot of actors. So it was actually pretty cool. So they were flexible with auditions and stuff. That was great. Oh, but then so that,
0: cool.
1: Yeah, that didn't work out too long. And then I was like waiting tables and catering. I, um, what else? I like
0: tempt. I mean, you name it, I did it. Man. You did it. Well, yeah, I get it, man. That's I mean, i like
1: probably 50 different jobs in five years, you know? And then you'd go away because, you know, half the time you go away, do a play or whatever. Yeah. So you got to quit your job and you come back. You're like, I'm going to do a play. You go do a play, come back in a couple months. And you're like, okay. I, I don't have my job anymore. So I need a new job.
0: Yeah, so. I know, man. So brutal. Did you ever think about doing the LA thing as you started to get credits? Oh, yeah. Or, yeah? Definitely
1: thought about LA, especially in the first couple of years. Um, I was like, maybe it'll be easier in LA. Yeah. Uh, Cause I had a bunch of friends graduate from Northwestern and move right to LA. Wow. And, um, they weren't doing anything. They'd been there for two, three years and not doing anything. Um, and I was like, that's weird. I mean, at least I, I don't have some big career, but like I've done a couple of plays I booked a commercial. I'm in Actors' Equity now. Like I'm yeah doing some work. So I went out there to sort of stay with a friend for a couple of weeks. I actually set up a couple of meetings ahead of time with agents and producers and some people that I knew just sort of cobbled some meetings together. And they went out there, rented a car, and I was like, man, I got out of the uh, got out of LAX, got my rental car, and I was like, man, the weather's gorgeous. Yeah. The ocean's here. This is beautiful. I and then know. I got in my rental car and got on the highway, and I immediately just wanted to shoot myself in the face. Because like, the
0: traffic
1: or traffic. I mean, I, yeah. I know it's yeah. the old sort of like New York going to LA complaints, but like everything about LA is fantastic except for that one thing. But that totally. one thing is pretty awful and it's not getting better. Last time I was there, it's even worse.
0: man. And it takes you three hours to get somewhere in New York that would take you 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. You know what? It,
1: yeah. Or I ride my bike or like what? I take an Uber, man. I mean, it's not yeah. in LA. And it seemed like I was there at one point. And we were coming home from a party like Wednesday at 1 a.m. or something over the, I think it's the 101 that goes yeah. into the valley. Yeah. At Wednesday at 1 a.m., standstill traffic for an hour on the 101. Oh you just just Was there an accident? You're trying to like, you know, dial, you know, the a.m. radio to find out if there was an accident. No, there's just that many people traveling at Wednesday at 1 a.m. that there was standstill oh. traffic. It was, it was nuts. Well, I, was, pal, dude? <laughs> I just thought i don't know anybody in l a who can give me a job. Um, my friends are here, but they' nobody's working like they're baristas and yoga teachers, like I can do that in New York, yeah, um, and I just like the vibe of New York more i I moved here specifically, I mean, I had the New League showcase and everything, but I moved here because I was like, I really want to do theater like I'm committed yeah. to trying to do. Stage plays and like have a career like that, and I did a little bit, but I you know I've never been on Broadway or what have you, but um, (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah, yeah,
1: um, you know, but my focus shifted after a while because I was just like the amount of effort you put forth to get a job in this business. In a way, is the job like yeah. once you get the job,
0: that's, that's the vacation. <laughs> yeah,
1: man. Yeah. Is, yeah, you know, you know what to do, right? Yeah. It's to get to that point. It's the real struggle and the like, heartbreak and the you were this close but you didn't get it. You know, all those I know
0: the pins, the callbacks, they mean nothing unless you get it.
1: Yeah, right, and then it's
0: such a bummer.
1: Well, yeah, then eventually uh-huh. you, eventually you get something, you know, but then, you have well, to, you know,
0: Would you say boardwalk empire was your first big thing, you know?
1: Uh, no. Cause that was like, a an um, like another small co-star. It was in a big production with, well, a you got, person.
0: you got two episodes, didn't you? Yeah. I got two episodes. Out of, but yeah. I basically didn't say anything. You got
1: it. Um, It was a big casting director, so that made a big impression with a big network like HBO on a big show that had been running for a long time. So in that respect, it's like a nice sort of like bullet point on the resume, but um, it wasn't anything to write home about. I think the first sort of big thing where I like had a a name, you know, it wasn't like uniform cop number one was – uh, was Unforgettable, okay. which is a show that sort of bounced around it was on CBS and it was on uh, AMC or something. I don't know. Poppy Montgomery and then Dylan Walsh was on it for a while. I had oh, like, a bunch of scenes with them um, as like a, a bumbling sheriff guy. So I, And I had an Officer Weaver. Officer something was my name. Like I had a name.
0: <laughs> wow. I,
1: a name. I wasn't just like cop number one. Or like guy in a plaid shirt, I was like Officer Wheeler or something. I was like, okay, I've arrived. Like a real part, a guy, like I'm playing a man with a name. But I had a bunch of scenes that were pretty, pretty solid. So that was probably my first, I guess you'd call it like a guest.
0: Yeah.
1: So that, that seemed to open things up a lot for me.
0: That's amazing, man. Yeah. And then, at at what point did the mind changing show that everyone loves and we adore, Mind come your way? I had Bernard on the show, and oh, he told yeah. it, he he told an interesting story that like something came your way that wasn't quite a right fit, and it and you, and you guys decided not to go with it, but that kind of inadvertently. Boomerang Mindhunter.
1: Oh yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, I was that's true. I was that's true. I uh, Bernard, my manager. Um, I was up for a part on a show called Outsider or Outsiders. I don't it was on WGN or something, but it shot in Pittsburgh where Mindhunter was shooting. Um and I like got pinned for it or I got like, it was between me and somebody else. I don't think I got it. I can't remember. Um, yeah. Then Mindhunter came along like maybe within a week or two. And I just, you know, it was just, it was initially like a self tape. You submit a tape and then it was like a whole crazy audition process. Uh And I got it. And I remember, this is the crazy part. I remember, getting on the plane at LaGuardia to fly to Pittsburgh where Mindhunter was shooting. Um, And I recognized another actor in the, in the like waiting area by the, by the gate. Oh really? Um, And I was like, what's up, Adam? And he's like, Hey man, I'm going to Pittsburgh. I'm shooting a TV show. And I was like, what TV show? It's like this little show called outsiders. I was like, wait a second. Did you get the part X Y Z? So this my, my buddy Adam got the part that I had auditioned for. No way! I got this other part. Mind Hunter. We shared. We sat next to each other in the plane flying to Pittsburgh. Um, it was kind of a crazy, a crazy thing. Um, but yeah, Mind Hunter was has changed everything. Um yeah. So but it what
0: it took. Did- did you know? Because, like, at first they bring the guy in, and you're not sure if he's staying. And then Ben, your series regular. Like, did um, you know that was going to happen?
1: Or Yeah, I knew that if we – because you signed the contract you know, right away. Yeah. So, you know, like, if it goes to the second season, you'll be bumped up and paid X, Y, Z or whatever. Um, And so I knew that I would be – series regular if it went to the second season and everyone was like, oh, of course it's going to go to a second season. It's Fincher, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. But you never know. Yeah. Um, and totally. So I knew but you also don't know if it'll come to pass that you know You could get paid for those episodes, but not appear. Like the contract language doesn't say you have to appear; just says you have to get paid for them. So I've had friends
0: you could get edited out, you
1: know? Yeah, I'm get a bunch of money, but you're like, dude, where were you in the show? And they're like, well, I got paid for it, but you know, I'm not in it anymore. Oh
0: wow, okay, I guess that can happen. And how did it feel as Joe walking on that set after whatever amount of years and finally, like, you're with Fincher, you're with Jonathan, you're with Anna, you're with yeah. the best, man. Like, what did that yeah. feel like? Did, did that? Was oh. there a moment where you were like, I did it? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. I mean, like, honestly, every day on set on that job was like that not no lie no bullshit like yeah (laughs) it was living the dream like if I talk to like you know Joe from fifth grade when he did his like first play in school and I and I told him like hey man you're gonna be on a TV show with these people by David Fincher I you know fifth grade Joe would be like yeah "Yeah, I know that's perfect that's what I want so it was like
0: and you got so many so many cool scenes and in season two, they really kind of let you like, you know, you're going to the prisons working with all the cool act, like, man, you, you crushed yeah. it. You were so good. Thanks. Ryan. You know? Yeah. I really loved it, man. And what was it like working with Fincher? You know, cause I know he didn't direct every episode, but I know- do.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know what he's like on other projects, Um but he's, um kind of amazing um he's also like an incredibly nice generous and gentle guy yeah um but what's amazing about fincher is he can wear all the different hats so like he's not just the sort of like chef directing people to do the job but he doesn't really know what goes into the salad like he knows like where this the lettuce came from, because wow. he like you know what I'm saying. Like he can do yeah. everybody's job, probably as good or maybe even better than they can do it. From like oh. the DP to the gaffer, to the lighting guy. I mean, to the sound, the boom mic. Like he can. He's so precise in how he makes what he makes that because he knows everybody's job and sort of how. It needs to be done. And so that's also actually, I found, builds a lot of confidence in the people that surround him. You know, not just the actress, but all the people it takes to make something like this. Because when he says, cut, moving on, you know, it's like, (laughs) yeah, we got it. Good not just because he does like he literally does 40 to a hundred takes for each setup. He's just so precise. His eye is so like laser focused that you've just, it feels like a, a safety net. I've been on other shows where you're like, you know, you're lucky if you get three, four takes and it's like, Oh yeah, we kind of got it. It's a little, you know, blurry or whatever, but we'll, we'll, we'll fix it in post. It's not like that at all with David. Wow. He's so precise, He's And then, that's just principal photography. He's notorious for doing reshoots and stuff too. And so we did a lot of reshoots on all of it. You know, if it's not exactly right, he won't put it out there until it is. Yeah. Which is also actually really comforting because half the time you're like, if you only get two three takes you're like do we get it i don't know yeah totally <laughs> takes you're like i know one of those is great so just
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that must have been so cool in season two to like you know not be in the fbi office and being out there and interviewing people like tip you have
1: a man that must have been uh, it was great it was great. yeah i mean greg got to go on a couple field trips which was fun um you know yeah it- it's, um, it's always, it's always interesting because I get to interact a lot with like Holt and Jonathan and Anna, yeah, sort of yeah. the, um, the main Your group. Core group of, yeah. yeah. But what's great is when you bring in new blood, like the guest actors, especially on that show. Cause most of the time the guest actors are like the serial killers. So you really get to see some people do some crazy, awesome stuff. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Cameron and, Brinkley, what he did. Oh, so good. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, and and
1: sort of what's so lovely about the cast on that show is how welcoming everybody is. I mean, I've definitely been on shows where I'm a guest or a co-star, and no one even introduces themselves to me. Uh, we're in hair and makeup, literally sitting next to each other, and it's just like whatever. I'm just some new person. I'm sure they get it every day. Like there's somebody new there every day they get to interact with. So, don't, but it's not like that in mind hunter. It, it was like, there, it really does feel like a team. Like everybody's welcoming and, and, and family and, and, um. it's so nice to have that spirit because it does foster creativity. It fosters like, Interesting choices. People felt safe. And that's the guess You know, you have the guest some of these yeah. serial killer guys, some of these actors playing the serial killer, maybe they're only there for a couple days. Yeah. Like, you know, I still am, am in touch with some of these guys. So it's nice to that aspect of the job I think was really special. And I think a little unusual, honestly. Yeah. I don't most sets I've been on, it's not quite as
0: I- intimate or yeah,
1: the people yeah. are as friends. Frankly, they're just, I mean, it's a job. This felt more
0: um, cohesive. Love that. So beautiful, man. I don't don't know if you can answer, but I think everyone's kind of a little confused because they said it's not directly coming back, but it will come back. Do like, is there any errors in a question mark about that?
1: Yeah, I I can tell you that I don't know for sure. Um, I think... Everybody would like to do it. Yeah. Um, that's what my understanding is. And it's really, it's about scheduling, like yeah. who is available when. Because
0: everyone went back to the market now, right? So now, now think, been released from yeah. the option. But that's,
1: I think, because David got to do a project of his. It seems like he's been wanting to do it for a while.
0: Yeah. Um, I just I had Tommy Pelfrey on and he's in it.
1: Oh, he's in, uh, of Mankiewicz or something? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and, uh, that was going to take up a lot of his time. And he, what I understand is Fincher didn't want to hand it hire, off Hire, Yeah. He didn't want yeah. to hire a showrunner to do the rest of mind hunter. He wanted to be in charge of it. I mean, that's kind of my impression of kind of how he works. Like it, he, wants to do it. He wants to be there. Even in the episodes he wasn't directing, he was still there sort of whispering in the director's ear, looking wow. at the monitor. So, you know, he's, he wants to do it.
0: And I mean, more than the fans almost Netflix wants it back. So here's to hoping man. You I know? hope so,
1: man. Yeah. And it yeah. sounds like, I mean, I talked to Holden Jonathan they like it, would like to do it again. I think it's all about the, um. it's all about the scheduling, man.
0: Yeah. It's all about the scheduling. Well, it's going to happen, man. And and what's coming up for you, Joe? I mean, I've, uh, obviously we have Q-Teen right now, but, yeah. you know, do you have any projects that are...
1: Right before we sort of went into quarantine, I did an episode of Blue Bloods uh, that aired oh, yeah. a couple, month or two ago. I, know, I don't remember. But it's been, you know, everything's closed up shop, so nothing yeah. on the horizon right now.
0: When, you know, for for all the actors out there that are the Joe that just moved to New York and had those meeting with agents and now they don't want them. What would you, what would you say to them? You know, because it's, it's such a long game and people get to, so disillusioned and there's so many yeah. actors that, you know, just when this hit, you know, now they got to survive till there's a vaccine and oh, yeah. who knows when Broadway's going to come back. And I'm sorry if that's a super loaded question, But like, what advice would you have, you know, just in general for, for someone in that, you know, that really raw beginning phase? Sure. Um, Everybody has a different path
1: and you just don't, you just don't know how it's going to go. I mean, when I I moved to New York with a bunch of guys and uh, two of them aren't even in the business anymore. But and one of the guys who isn't is in the business anymore. Within six months of the new, moving to New York, he had like a a major um, studio movie and a series regular on a show. He ended up moving to L.A. He's not even an actor anymore. Um, wow! And then, you know, uh, one guy's a professor, um, and another somebody else is in. Uh, he's in L.A. I think. So I, I, every life takes a lot of different paths, and like. When you're 22, 23, getting out of college or 25, whatever, getting out of your MFA program, um, you don't really know what life is like. You don't know what this career is really going to be like. And you don't get to make those decisions. It just sort of happens to you. So I think you have to like surf the wave but if you really wanted it's a it's a it's a marathon man it's not it's yeah. at least I mean it's different for everybody but for me it's it's felt more like a marathon than a sprint and just because you like booked some big thing it doesn't mean that all of a sudden everything will change Totally I mean I think part of what I've really appreciated that it's sort of taken me a little while is that I've had to just like going to the gym you don't start out you know, bench pressing 200 pounds, you no. have to build way up to it. Um, and so then you have all that sort of skill and like sort of, um, you know, smaller muscular control to build up to that. So you kind of know what you're about when it's time to do the thing. Does that make yeah, sense? A hundred percent. So I think, I guess the advice is like, if it's really right for you, you'll stick with it. I mean, before I wanted to be an actor, I was trying to, in in high school, I was trying to do music. I was trying to do a jazz piano. And I went and I saw this uh, jazz piano workshop that, that the school took us to. And this jazz pianist, he talked to us afterwards and he was like, don't do this. Don't, don't do music as a career. Unless it's the only thing that you can do. If there's literally anything else that yeah. you could do, you should do that. Cause this is that hard. Yeah. In a way that was like, so discouraging. And I was like, Screw yeah. that. I want to be a jazz pianist, but it, I wouldn't sort of give the same advice. I mean, maybe less harshly. Like if there's, if there's, if only do this, if you absolutely have to do it, cause it's that hard and that, it can be that painful do it because it brings you so much joy yeah that you can't do anything else that it's like i can't imagine not breathing or not being able to like drink a cold glass of water once in a while like you have to you need the nourishment so to speak like if it's, it's if it really does nourish you then do it. And like, if you don't become the guy with the name above the billboard and making millions of dollars a year, that's okay. Like you can still do this and have a great life and enjoy what you do. I mean, there's plenty of people. I know some of the best actors I've ever seen aren't in the business anymore. They might still be acting. They have a little community theater troupe or whatever, and they're still doing great work. But they just didn't want to deal with the business, and I have a lot of respect for that because the the sort of earning money part of this is, is, oh, is yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. You go, I mean, you go from like not earning anything to like being a millionaire. Yeah. I mean, it's, and there's
0: not a lot in between. No, there's not. And who knows when it comes? You know, it could yeah. be sixty. And you pop. could be millionaire one
1: day, and then like you know. Never work again after that yeah. job ends. Yeah. So you just—it's a crapshoot.
0: Well, Joe Tunnel, man, I got so much love for you. I love what you did with Greg and Mine Hunter, And thanks, man. Broadway's coming for you, and so is season three. I know it, dude. And right. we should grab coffee sometime in New York when you. this October over. And I got so much love for you, brother. Thank you for coming on. It means a lot. To you. My pleasure.